In the name of Jesus, amen. Today is the first day of the Christian church year. It is also the first day of Advent. Advent means coming. It is a time we remember the arrival of Jesus. Behold, the Savior is born to you. Jesus, be conceived by the Holy Spirit, was coming to be born of the Virgin Mary. Coming to be born in a lowly manger. God himself was coming to be with us. God himself was coming to be one of us. A true Emmanuel. This is no surprise to us. After all, we've celebrated Advent for many years now. Advent all comes together for us on Christmas. Advent is the coming of Christmas. Christ the King for you. Our celebration of Christmas is in 24 short days. What thoughts cross your mind? Christmas is just a little over three weeks away. That's not a lot of time. You've got plenty of gift shopping to do. You, you've got to get gifts for the spouse, kids, grandkids, parents, grandparents, nieces, nephews, cousins, uncles, aunts, the mailman. And don't forget your neighbors. Some of those items that you need to find for your loved ones are pretty hard to find. Remember the Cabbage Patch dolls? Remember Tickle Me Elmo? One of your loved ones is going to want that latest video game or a new air fryer or one of those new Instapots. But first, you've got decorating to do. You either got to go get the tree down out of the attic or out of the basement or out of the garage, put it together, or you got to go cut a tree down or go buy a live tree, put on all the lights, if they all work, hang the ornaments, well, ones that haven't lost their hooks, the garland on and the star on top. Hang the lights outside. Hang the wreath. Hang the stockings. Put out yard decorations. Maybe even window decorations. You better get going. There's plenty of preparation and planning and cooking that goes with this too. Who is having which dinner where? Where are you going for Christmas Eve dinner? Where are you going for Christmas dinner? What is it you need to prepare and bring? I'm sure there's an ingredient list that goes with that. Oh yeah, you've got to make your annual cookies as well. Maybe someone's coming over to your house this Christmas and you've got to prepare a place for them. Well, and sooner or later, 
that first Christmas card comes in. Oh darn, I've got to send out my Christmas cards too. I'm sure there are many other things that you need to do this December. What does it look like? Do you start with the tree? Maybe the gift for the neighbor can be a last minute thing. But that's not all, there's more. Confirmand questioning is this Wednesday. The kids' Christmas program is coming in just a little over two weeks. The kids' Christmas program practices. Advent services on Sundays and Wednesdays. Advent meals on Wednesdays. Fellowship with Christian family. Word of God preached and sacraments administered to you. Oh yeah, that church thing. Is this another burden? Does this burden cause you more anxiety? The very thought of the Lord being a burden is prohibited. The Lord himself declares in Jeremiah, as for the prophet, priest, or one of the people that says, the burden of the Lord, I will punish that man and his household. The burden of the Lord you shall mention no more. The gospel of our Lord is not a burden. The coming of Christ is not a burden. And it's getting close to Christmas, the birth of Christ. But in our Matthew text today, Jesus isn't an infant. He's 33 years old. Why? Why is this here? Jesus is coming to Jerusalem. He's actually sitting on a beast of burden. Now these beasts, understand, these beasts could handle very heavy loads. They could handle up to the equivalent of a 55-gallon drum full of grain. These beasts of burden, they could handle very harsh weather and steep mountainous terrain. These beasts, these donkeys, they were also considered a symbol of peace as opposed to the horse, a symbol for war. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming peacefully on a beast of burden. It is the first of his final days in Jerusalem. It is also the first time in Matthew that Jesus is called king. On his fifth day in Jerusalem, things get much, much worse for our king. But much, much better for us. We know what's about to happen. This is no surprise. You know that the king is coming to forgive you. You have heard these words 
right here in his church. You hear forgiveness right here in church, all on account of that Good Friday. Your burden is not where we fully receive the gifts of God. You are blessed here. You have grace and mercy here. Good Shepherd Lutheran Church is not a burden. Hearing of the King's coming is not a burden. Word and sacrament for you is not a burden. Your burden is sin. And sin, this December, is what is causing your anxiety. But it's understandable. Here's why. You've been tricked. You've been deceived by Satan. Satan wants you to think that anything that has to do with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is another burden. Satan will give you plenty of burdens to take your attention away from Christ's church. Satan will trick you into thinking that the church falls to the bottom of your to-do list. Maybe even right off your list. Make no mistake about it. Your burden is sin. You have this burden so you know what you are. You are a sinner. You are also God's children. You know whose you are. You are being made holy here. You, the believers. You, the people of God, body and soul. You are the church. You are the bride of Christ herself. You are the daughter of Zion. Daughter of Zion, I say to you, behold, your king is coming to you. Jesus Christ, your king, is drawing near. He's on his way to Jerusalem in our text to take your burden of sin away. And just before he gets there, he makes a stop. He sends ahead into a small town, his disciples, to go and get beasts of burden, two of them, to bring to him. How will this work? Jesus gives them a guarantee. He promises that this fulfillment will not fail. He says, with his concrete word, if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. Upon the return of the beasts of burden, these two beasts come back. The disciples cast off their burdening cloaks onto the beasts. Two beasts. 
more than enough, more than sufficient to handle the load. The Son of God, your King, our King, is more than enough, more than sufficient to handle your burden of sin. More than enough to handle the burden of sin of the entire world. But this, this is very personal. You have the burden of sin. Jesus takes your burden, all of it, to the cross. This should be no surprise to you. Zechariah announced this centuries ago. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The king approaches Jerusalem. Crowds of, of disciples are surrounding him, crowds of disciples in front and following him. Crowds of disciples that just saw the king raise Lazarus from the dead. But this is also very personal to them. They shout, Hosanna, save us! Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! They have good reason to shout. We also have good reason to shout. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who puts his holy name on his disciples. Blessed is he who puts his holy name upon us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Blessed is he who puts his word added to water. Blessed is he who makes us his very own. Blessed is he who washes our burden of sin away. Blessed is the king that arrives in Jerusalem. Blessed is our very king that is now at hand inside Jerusalem. Blessed is the king who is with us right now. The Lord is at hand. Paul says, with the Lord at hand, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. You have his same guarantee. You have his word. 
the king, now in Jerusalem, has all of your burden. Your burden, personally, on the king as he is nailed to a wooden cross. What comes next? Blood. Not blood like you and me, not blood as we understand it. This is the blood of God himself. Perfect blood. Holy blood. Pours out of the king and erases your burden of sin. It is in the very moment at Calvary, at the death of our king, that you are forgiven for all your sin. Death of our king, fulfilled for our life. Three days later, rising of our king, fulfilled for our faith. We all want relief of our burdens. Nobody wants to suffer anxiety. We want relief from anxiety. Imagine, no worries, no anxiety, no tears. What is a place like that? What do you call a place like that? Well, that's heaven. Heaven comes to you here. Heaven comes to you in Christ Church. Heaven comes to you at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church. All for the sake of Christ. All on account of his coming into Jerusalem for that Good Friday. Here, here is where you eat and drink the king's body and blood. You are given a foretaste of heaven here. Here in his word, you are given faith. Here is where you can trust you are forgiven. In your time in this world, here in church, is the absence of anxiety. Here are your brothers and sisters with the same burden. Here is your forgiveness. My friends, I encourage you all to know what your burden is this month of December. It hasn't changed since last month. It hasn't changed since last year. Your burden is sin. And we need the constant reminder of the advent of our King as our opening hymn clearly states, all glory to the Son who comes to set us free. Father, Spirit, ever one through all eternity. Amen.